Live from the ACU of Texas Studios, this is the Clear Lake Today Podcast Network. Good morning. Good morning. We are here this morning, the black and white of real estate. Uh, We hope that you're doing well out there with all the rain that we've been having. And um, we want, we've got a great show for you today. And um, Michelle and I are with. We are with Real Living, the Hatmaker Group, located on Galveston Island and serving all of Galveston County, Texas. And, you know, I'm glad you said that because we don't talk about Real Living, the Hatmaker group, group. It's like, you know, we are like a real real estate company. We are a real real estate brokerage. <laughs> that is correct. We're real, real. We're real, real. Uh, we focus on, you know, bringing services, the best world-class services to our clients our community, and our lifestyle. Absolutely. Real Living isn't very well known as a franchise here in our area. It's very popular in other parts of the country, but we're part of the family that Berkshire Hathaway Real Estate is uh, part of and Intero Real Estate. Intero is pretty big in California. In Houston, too. Yeah, they have a great office in Houston. Very Mm -hmm. young, very hip. Uh, East End District. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, it's happening. So this morning, we, you know, we want to make sure that uh, we bring you relevant information, what's happening in the community, what's happening in real estate, where we are today as, as a community and some of the things happening here. But at the same time, we want to talk about real estate. So but before we get into all that, some fun things. So Michelle, what did you do this weekend? That was fun. I don't remember. Oh I think my. it was a OMG. quiet I think it was a quiet weekend. You stayed actually. home? I did. So it rained all weekend, that's for sure. It did, it rained. We were getting ready for a storm here. So I think that's pretty much what it was. That's that's kind of been the thing that's been in the forefront of my mind. So Last weekend was pretty quiet. What about you? What did you do? You're always doing something exciting. You're out and about and oh, doing all kinds oh of things. I love being out in the community. So <laughs> I did go down to Galveston. T- I took some pictures of the the, the waves. Oh, my gosh. That was huge. Yeah, and it I was post- beautiful. Mm-hmm. That was good. Uh, oh, I know what I did. What? I went and showed property in Jamaica Beach as the tide was coming up. I forgot all about that. Oh, that's right. You had your $3 million deal. 3.8. Oh, excuse me. 3.8. Yes. The old marina. I shouldn't say old marina. It is not old. It is a renovated marina. It was the original marina mm-hmm. for Jamaica Beach. And we did. We had to take a Jeep to get back there to look at it. The water was and coming up. And it didn't up. scare my clients off. I'm excited. <laughs> Good old Galveston. Yeah, that's, so that's what I did. Um, so I didn't mean to interrupt you. But yeah, so you went down and took photos. You take great photos, oh, by the way. You. That's one of my passions. I love photography. You can tell. I love photography. Thank you. So uh, Saturday, I got a call from a family. And I want to share this, folks, because this one broke my heart. Uh, I got a call um, from a, a young mom with four kids. And um, her landlord asked them to move. Why? She has the, she wants the property. Well, is she in a lease? The lease, um, one month ago, but they're not extending it. So she is frantic looking for a home. And so I'm helping her with that. But you know, I was, as I drove back from Houston, I spent most of Saturday with her. And as I drove back from Houston, I I thought about it. You know, we all, and and I'm going to keep this real. I'm going to really keep this piece real, real. 
You know, we all like to hear about the $3.8 million because um, in our heads, we're thinking about, you know, mom and apple pie over there. Right. And that's and good. It's, it's not the norm, though. That's no. the exception. But, you know, we all think about it. As, and, and there's nothing wrong with that, right? Because we work hard. But here is this young mom with four young kids looking for a place um, that she may not get within 30 days. That's scary. You know, and when you think about it, we all want to call, we all long for the American dream of a place to call home. That's right. And that broke my heart. I mean, it just broke my heart when, when um, and I get it, the landlord wants their house and, you know, I get the business side of it, but the human Right. It really touched well, me. And a lot of people, um, a lot of people have been going through that, through that as well because of COVID. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we finally, you know, now there's a moratorium on you, you can't do evictions uh, based on economic situations. Right. And a landlord can, and I'm not saying she was being evicted. I understand no, the lease was being, being the lease was yeah, at yeah. its conclusion. There's and that's an a eviction. different situation. But still, a lot of people were being asked to leave because they couldn't pay their their rent um, because they lost their job. Mm -hmm. And due to no fault of their own, they could have been extremely reliable tenants. And so it's it's been at many levels this has happened. So I'm really surprised. It's a human tragedy that that a landlord in this environment would want to release a tenant because the fact that she is paying her rent and she wants to stay. Well, I think this person needs the house for her family. So it's that kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. maybe maybe they can work something out for I a few so. extra weeks. But the good thing is she has you oh, to help her find a place, oh, whether it's another rental or whether my... it's a purchase. I so badly want to find them a place to live. Yes. And I'm not speaking as a realtor, I'm just speaking as a, a human, yes, a human being yes, wanting yes. to help. Yeah. So, um, what else I did? I attended the um, the Patriots. Is it the pa- the Patriot luncheon, luncheon with the League at, City Regional mm-hmm. Chamber of Commerce? Yes, Thank you very I did much. that. Um, that was at Hometown Heroes Park. That was well done. I want to give a shout out. Uh, Mayor Hallisey was the um, MC. The He's man- a great MC. Yes, yes, yes. The man loves to talk. <laughs> And loves to tell stories. <laughs> yes, he does. And he has some <laughs> wonderful and amazing stories. So we did, I did that. It was good. It was the first in-person League City Chamber event yes. that I attended in months. Yes. And there was social distancing. They did it right. When I walked up and the others, I got my temperature checked. So that day, I, know, I knew. Like, you were good. I was you were good, good to, to go. go. <laughs> They handed out masks, they had hand sanitizer, social distancing. It was well done. And that was, and then a female officer won um, Officer of the Year. So wonderful. Yeah. You know, League City has a really great police department. Girl power. So that was a lot of fun, but um, it was good to see everyone. I'm I'm sure that it was. Yeah. I was I was moving furniture off patios and preparing for the storm. Otherwise, Girl, you I would need to have do been some there. Fun things. I'm telling I you. I know. Anyway, hey, invite me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You always invite me to go with you. So so um, so that's that. Um, uh, just a little bit of sh- um, um, self motivation. So this morning, I came in. And I talked to Greg. Right, 
Greg. Hi, Greg. Hey, Greg. We love Greg. We love him. What is it we say? Greg makes us sound good. Doug makes us look good. That's right. Yeah, okay. We'll stick with that. That's our story. But I was listening to Good Morning America this morning and the comedian Chris Rock. I saw that he was coming on and I'm, I missed the piece, but I saw that he was going to be on what what's going on with Chris so well you know he's coming up with a new show and I don't have all the details but he's having a new um something new coming movie or show but in the process he talked about what COVID the lockdown has um done for him and in a positive way that um he literally decided to work on himself Right. And one of the things that he talked about that over the years, he has never really paid time to his physicalness of working out and going to a gym. It was yeah, a, he's always it, been kind of skinny and lanky. Exactly. And but underneath he has what um, he calls skinny fat. <laughs> <laughs> never heard the term skinny fat. <laughs> there, there is. There are two kinds of fat. And he's right. <laughs> there's skinny fat and there's fat fat. <laughs> but he went into the gym and now the guy is, serve, you know, he's sporting a six pack. I mean, he pulled his shirt up and girl, mm, mm, mm. Wow. Chris Rock. So he said. Chris Rock rocks. He rocks. Yes. (laughs) Chris Rock rocks. So he decided to work on his physical well-being. And in the process, he talked about how it put him into a better place um, emotionally and mentally. Great. So that that was a key takeaway. The second thing that he did is that he learned how to swim. I thought wow. that was so, he says, I learned how to swim because when you don't know how to swim and all the people are having fun in the pool, you really feel left out. That makes sense. And I bet there's a lot of fun to have in pools where he lives. He's got, a, you know, a right. big, you know what pool, so, right. but he doesn't know how to swim. So, hey, folks. Get out there, work do on something. Your, That's do something. right. I learned how to make smoothies. I know. You've been the smoothie queen. Yes, the COVID uh, has turned me into the smoothie queen. Good deal. Yeah. So we hope that you uh, take something away from just find your little niche and go do it. Absolutely. I was speaking with one of my clients on the way over here this morning. We were talking about taking bad situations Mm -hmm. and finding a silver lining or finding something good out of whatever life brings you and how that will pull you through and just help change even a small part of your attitude and how that can grow and really change a whole situation. Absolutely. You can't teach attitude. Nope, that's right. You either have a sucky attitude or a good attitude. <laughs> or a good attitude. There's no in between. I was going to say, there's no gray areas, black or white. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about real estate. So Fun. you found the one, the house. You have found the house that you want to move your family in and raise your family and bake bread and cookies in the oven. That's right. But Michelle, as you and I both know, there are some things that needs to happen before There's you There's all move. that legal stuff. Yes. Yes. So we're going to talk about the legal stuff. And we're going to break it down and keep it real, real today. Michelle is going to do that. Um, <laughs> okay. I would add commentary. But <laughs> Wonderful. We're, go- we're going to go for it. So we're not going to talk the whole contract. We're going to talk the contract that we get the most questions on. Right. The, the highlights. Yeah. And, you know, I want to make it clear. These are forms that are promulgated by the Texas Real Estate Commission. And so we are reading from these forms. Neither Doreen nor I are 
uh, claim to be lawyers, and we don't play them on television or the radio. (laughs) So the comments that we make are based on our experience day to day and what clients ask and the responses that we tend to give. I like that. Yeah. So we generally use a one to four family residential contract resale if it's a home that has already been lived in, purchased previously, and it's being resold to someone else. You know, obviously for new construction, that's a completely different contract. And there's a form for that. But most builders, like if you go to Houston and you buy a trend maker, uh, they have their own forms. As I found out. Yes. And they're, you know, two inches thick and have a lot of different information than what we normally use. But we're just talking about a general one to four family contract. And so I think the first thing that people always ask about is their down payment versus earnest money versus option fee. And people don't necessarily understand the difference in the three. Is that what you found? Yes. So let's let's take it from there. And I mean, that is a biggie where people uh, would say, explain this. So let's start first with the down payment. Well, the down payment is pretty much determined between the buyer and the lender. And there are so many different programs out there. You can put as little as three and a half percent down, three percent down, or as as much as excuse me, as much as you want. Uh, conventional is going to be a twenty percent down payment. Mm-hmm. And then you have some lenders out there that need five percent or ten percent. And it just goes from so there. So explain to our listeners when you say conventional. You just threw in a word there. What does that mean? A conventional is a just a traditional loan through a, a lender. Bank. Okay. And it can be a bank okay. or it can be a mortgage company. Right. Um, if you don't have a big credit history or your credit score isn't top notch, you can still buy a home, but you will probably need to go FHA, which is government backed. So- if you're going through a conventional loan, you need 20% down. Usually. Usually. I've seen some conventionals that are different, but the rule of thumb is the 20%. 20% down. Correct. Okay. So when you put in an offer, you want to be able to show that very important pre-qual. Pre-approval. Or pre-approval letter, depending on where you're at in the process. And you will need to do an earnest money deposit. Mm -hmm. An earnest money deposit is simply a good faith financial deposit that says, I promise you that I'm serious about this contract and about buying this house, and I'm going to put this amount of money down with the title company, who is a third party, independent party, that holds the funds Mm -hmm. until closing comes. That way the seller can't run off with money, the buyer can't renege on money and leave. So there's a third-party, independent, unbiased uh, title company that's in there holding those funds. And right now, earnest money tends to be 1%. Mm -hmm. You're finding more and more that agents, listing agents, are asking for 1%. So 1% of the sale price. Of the sales price, correct. And... That's what you do. You write a check to the title company for 1%, and then the option fee is... Stop, 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 right before we move to option. Earnest money. Um, The the next question that we get is, is this? am I going to lose my money, or is it refundable? Am I going to get my earnest money Money back back. if I don't do the deal? Yes. Well, that depends. 
Generally, the answer is yes, if you follow all the terms and beat all the deadlines that are outlined in the contract. Okay. If you, as a buyer, mess up and you don't meet a deadline or you don't perform the terms. Meaning, communicate, respond. The terms of the contract, then you potentially could could lose. lose your earnest money. In the end, if you are requesting your your earnest money back for whatever reason, you have to give the reason why um, to obviously to the the agent on the other side, and then it's determined who gets the funds back by agreement. Okay. If you can't agree, then the funds get held by the title company, and they don't get released to anyone until the matter is resolved. resolved. At the end, uh, during the contract, if, if the contract is moving forward, then the earnest money is accounted for in the settlement. It is. It's included in whatever your closing costs and the money that you have to bring to closing. It's credited it's to that. Credit. So you do get it in yes. the end when you actually go through to the closing. Okay. Option fee. <clears throat> Option fee. You're buying time. And it's you're buying the unrestricted right for that time, which means... Mr. Buyer is going to pay, I'm using as an example, $200 for 10 days of time. During that option time, that option period, you're able to get your inspections done, go take measurements, get the roof inspected, the AC inspected. Right now I've got a client that wants, they're buying a home and part of the furnishings are remaining. They want to go back and see if the headboard can accommodate or the frame can accommodate a headboard that they want to buy for this frame that's being left. Mm -hmm. So that gives you that time. And of course you need to make appointments Mm -hmm. uh, to be able to access the property. But it is, it's your homework time and it's your decision-making time. Now, the good thing about the option period is it does give you that time to negotiate any repairs that may need to be done. Or if the buyer wakes up one morning and says, you know, I've just decided I don't want this house. I don't have a reason. I just don't want it. I've changed my mind. As long as you notify. I had a dream. You, <laughs> I had a dream. <laughs> if you, as long as you notify the uh, the listing agent that you are exercising your option to terminate within your time frame, which mm-hmm. is 5 p.m. that last day during your option period, then you can walk away and you can get your earnest money back, but the seller keeps the option fee. How much time is generally the norm for the option? We generally see seven to 10 days. Occasionally you'll see longer depending on the circumstances. Um, You may, you may see two weeks if the buyer is an out of town buyer Mm -hmm. and they have to travel back and forth. There may be a reason that you ask for two weeks, but you're going to pay a little bit more for those two weeks. I've even seen them 21 days. Sellers don't like that, but if there's a circumstance that warrants it and they want to sell their property it's a negotiable item as long as both parties agree so before we go on let's talk a little bit about the escrow that's a word that we don't normally use in our day-to-day language unless we are talking real estate right so explain to our listeners escrow what what that means well escrow is just a holding it means Mm -hmm. It's a holding account. So the title company holds any funds that are sent to it, such as your earnest money deposit, they hold it in escrow. It's a safe place, a safekeeping of the funds. And then when it comes to your mortgage, escrow is something completely 
different but similar. It's uh, the lender holds your funds that you pay in every month so that at the end of the year they can pay your taxes, so your taxes is insurance, one things of that nature. Example so escrow, there. it's still the same thing. It's a safekeeping of the funds. In at the front end, the title company it's is the neutral party. Correct. And they hold your Earnest money in Earnest, escrow. In escrow. Yes. That way, there's no commingling of funds. That's right. And like I said, nobody can run off with the money. Correct. Correct. One thing I want to step back and, and um, on the option, um, during the option, that check, which is a separate check from your earnest money, yes. is made out to? The option fee is made out to the seller. seller. And the seller gets to keep that money if you, as a buyer terminate the contract and you walk but if you go through with the deal it's and you go to closing you have a choice in your contract when you negotiate there's a box you click there's a box you check that says it will or it will not be applied to closing yes generally the option fee when you go to closing is applied to closing so you you don't lose that money either same as again earnest money you get it back if you adhere to the guidelines of the contract, meaning the time and the communication as stipulated. Right. I sound like an attorney, but I'm not. Uh, <laughs> and um, our upsh- and that check is made out to the escrow slash title company. And then the option fee is made out to the seller. The seller. That's yeah. right. Okay. And it's a, it's a pretty common practice to ask for a copy of those checks. But what we're finding more and more is people don't use checks. So now there are services online that you can actually pay the option fee and it never touches an agent's hands. It goes through this system and the option fee is kind of like Zelle or Venmo Venmo. for the option fee. And then we actually get the receipt when the option fee is paid because the seller has to cash that option fee check before closing. Yeah. And they will be asked that at closing. Did you cash the option fee check? Okay, so we've gone through earnest money, we've gone through um, down payment, we've gone through option fee, we've dealt with what happens to your earnest money and option fee. How about we talk a little bit about title? Well, the, the file gets sent to the title company upon execution. So when everybody has signed and agreed to agreed to the terms and then signed the offer it officially becomes a contract and once the earnest money is deposited the title company receives a copy of the contract they receive the earnest money then they start processing on their end for the title commitment and they go back and do the history and the chain of title to make sure that the title is clear there are no liens or encumbrances mm-hmm. it depicts and uh, explains any easements it's just the history of the property so that the title company can ensure with title insurance that the property is being sold free and clear right so title I, I had a last early this year uh, I had a closing and as we were going through closing the title company informed the new buyers my buyers that there were grass liens on the property three of them a grass lien of course is where the HOA paid 
to have it cut because you didn't cut it. I think and in your case, it was the city, wasn't it? It was the city who yeah, levied the, the grass. the city had gone by and they were, because it was a derelict property, mm-hmm. sort of, mm-hmm. at that time. Mm-hmm. And it never got cleared up, which it, is really surprising because it didn't clear get cleared up from the previous owners sale. That's yeah. right. And so that was a little kink in the process. Um, of course, my buyers and I said, no, 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 we're not paying for it. That's the right. Previous owner, we threw up our hands and go like, this is on the pre, the, you know, the seller has to take care of it. So those things are real life. In this case, it was the city that levied the lien and it was never paid for and it bubbled up during the closing that's and, right and who when found it the, was the um the title, the title company. company yeah yeah and that's and that's what they are supposed to do is make sure that all of those things are cleared up before a buyer buys a right. property they don't want to nobody wants to buy a property that has issues that exactly. are underlying or, or legal or unknown, issues like legal liens issues. Mm-hmm. yeah or boundary you, issues, yeah, things like that. or that you didn't pay the fence guy, which is called a mechanics lien, for the fence that you installed two years ago. That's correct. That that fence guy is ready and happy <laughs> to get that check at closing because he knows right. it's not going to close until you pay that. You got to pay, that. baby, pay. That's right. Okay, so what was the, what's the next one that you survey. see? Survey. So surveys are very important, obviously, because it depicts. It's a formal flat and description of the property. So you know what you're buying and you make sure that you're getting everything you're paying for, so, so to speak. Boundaries and correct uh, property lines and Right. So surveys can be passed on as long as they have an engineering stamp on them. Mm-hmm. They generally uh, will qualify for approval by a title company, but I've run into some recently that had some issues mm-hmm. and they weren't approved. And so this section is where you determine if the survey is not approved by the title company or accepted by the lender, then who's going to pay for the new survey and when is that going to happen? And either way you look at it, somebody has got to pay for it and get it taken care of at least three days prior to closing. Correct. Okay. Um, so title, uh, survey is also required for insurance. Yes. A lot of that is because the insurer wants to know what is it that they're insuring. Is this a half an acre lot or is this a half an acre lot with, you know, a $3 million house on it? Right. And they, and the thing too is a lot of times people will, like right now they're having pools put in. Yes. And they will have to have their property resurveyed once that pool is put in. Mm -hmm. If you make any changes to the footprint of a home, you add structures, you take structures away, it needs to be resurveyed. Okay. Okay. What else? Well, objections. Yes. Let's talk about that. That's kind of one that slips through every now and then that people just, you kind of just fill it in and go. But the reality is you're buying a property for residential use and you want to be sure that it's able to be used for residential use. You mean I can't grow funny plants on it? Well, I don't know. It depends on what state you're in. (laughs) We're not there yet. So, but right now, I mean, think about it. A lot of people are buying homes and they want to be able to do short-term rentals. Yes, that's a biggie. So you need to put in that particular 
part of the offer Mm -hmm. slash contract that you are going to, the intended use is for short-term rental. There are some neighborhoods that don't allow it. Or let's just say like here in Kima, you have these beautiful, cute little cottages along streets is it in a commercial zone or is, is does the is boundary res- stop? And it's a residential. I had uh, an experience a couple of years ago where we were 50 feet beyond the commercial line, which was down the middle of the street that was adjacent to a, a property. And we couldn't use the property as commercial. It had to be residential yeah. because we were 50 feet over the line. So that is important. And it does need to be included. Yes. And in Galveston, for example, they... Uh, That's where that property was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. It happens there big Those time. Those wonderful LDRs down <laughs> yes, there. Yes. Yes. So in Galveston, that comes up very... Um, it's very frequent because one would assume that since vacation rentals are so popular on the island, all subdivisions right. are granted, and, and it's they're not. not. There are three communities um, and growing that do not allow vacation rentals. Yeah. And we just got a brand new listing on Channel View. And Channel View is one of those really quirky neighborhoods. You've got the beautiful, big, huge waterfront mm-hmm. homes. And then you have the... On the bay that face the bay and have the you know 100-foot piers with the big boat houses. And there are two tiny houses, little bitty houses on that street. And they're on plane too, flat on the ground. Well, I think one of them is. They the garages are. Yeah, and they're not. They're not to. They were not built to the current code. They're not obviously. On, well, one of them just sold, and we just got the listing for the other one that is the exact footprint, a little bit different inside, but it's the exact same footprint. Um, our pier is in better shape, and the bulkhead is a concrete bulkhead, mm-hmm. so it's. It's good. It's, this has good bones. It's ready to go. But the minute it went on the market, that was the first question I got from an agent out of Houston. Can you do short-term rentals in this neighborhood? So I went to the LDR map, and it is zoned R1. R0 does not allow vacation rentals or short-term rentals, but R1s is just it's a typical yeah. residential neighborhood. So according to what I see now, yes, that area is able to have vacation rentals, short-term rentals. Okay. It's, it's all of these little things, but the, the, you know, this is where your real, your realtor, your agent comes in because they are familiar with these forms. We see these forms every single day almost, and they're able to, I don't want to say explain, but they're, because we're not manage, manage. That's a better word because Mm -hmm. we're not, attorneys at least I'm not and Michelle is not but they're able to manage and explain these terms in layman's terms for you to understand what's happening and you know what's so ironic about it is this it's a boilerplate form let's face it you fill in the blanks Mm -hmm. but every transaction is so different the meaning in that transaction may need to be addressed a little bit differently so it's amazing how the attorneys have come up with these forms but yet it's applicable for the most part you can find a way to manage a transaction with everything that's here so one last question before we change uh, we wrap up the segment and that is and I just got this yesterday um 
is the refrigerator staying? Is the wash and dryer staying? So let's talk about those um that you can't question. get a fridge nowadays. It right. takes months. So yes, is that refrigerator <laughs> staying? So can let talk about that because they are there's a legal definition for a fixed and not a fixed, right? Well, Non-realty g- items. So talk about that. Right. Generally if it's a fixed it stays and it transfers with the property. Mean it's if, understood. If it's attached, yes. if it's attached to the wall, it stays. And years ago, when people started mounting their televisions on the wall, they'd move and they'd take their, they'd take the mount and they'd mm-hmm. take the TV. I even had one. We walked the in. The bracket. They Well, yeah, they took the bracket. But these guys, when they left, they even took all the cables out of the wall. And my poor client walked in and we looked at each other and he's like, what happened to the the cables well they they had pulled everything you can't do that and well now actually the form has changed ah. and now it outlines what is what is affixed and it includes tv mounts mm-hmm. and so if you're wanting to take the tv mount you have to specifically yeah. exclude it it's it's not worth it to fill those holes and oh my patch gosh it up, it's, it's not, just not mm. worth it so people leave those but generally, you find the dishwasher stays. Mm-hmm. You find the stove, stove stays. The built-in microwave stays. The one on the counter, don't count on it staying. Right. <laughs> the washer and dryer are optional, and the fridge is optional. optional. But it's important for a seller to disclose that in the listing if mm-hmm. they intend to take it, um, if they intend to leave it, or if it's a negotiable item. Yeah. And they can be negotiated in. And. In 2018, as I was selling my home in Jamaica Beach, my buyers or the buyers came and they saw my um, my linens, the bedspreads, and they fell in love with my bedspreads, and so they asked to keep them. I'm like, okay. I see, and I, and down there you see that a lot. On yeah. the island, you see that quite a bit. Yeah, I like the towels. Really? You want to keep my towels? <laughs> yeah, they okay. wanted to keep the, the, the comforters. And, and they did. Well, you have good taste. Well, I told them, I, I told them, I go, if you pay me for what I'm asking, you can keep it all. That's, and that's what <laughs> and it, I, everything <laughs> is negotiable. <laughs> I sold the house furnished with the bedspread. That's right. I think yeah. you, you only took a few pieces of art that yes. were very meaningful to you yeah. and very personal. Yeah, and then you did. You sold everything else. Mm-hmm. And those folks moved in Friday and they partied Saturday. They, you like, know what they do? They bring their suitcases and the dog and the dog and the suitcases. And the booze. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Can't leave that out. And and they get they wait for the keys in the parking lot for it to fund. Once the transaction funds, party they're time. skipping down the road to party their time. That, that's it. We're that's a party that's like 1999. You don't see that happen yes. up here. You do not see that, that happen in a lot City with people packing their suitcases going, yeah. oh, I can't wait to get into that house in South Shore tonight. Yeah. <laughs> No, but it happens different. a lot in Galveston. I'm on my way down and I've got my bourbon, my scotch, and my vodka. <laughs> That's exactly. And my flip-flops. There you go. Oh, my bathing suit. That's yes. right. Yeah. Well, M- Michelle, thank you for that. We're going to go through. Um, if you have any questions, folks, or you want more details on the contract or anything pertaining to real estate, we you can send us a message at the Black and White of Real Estate Or you can call one of us. My cell number is 409-795-7826. And the reason I'm giving that, because it's on the Facebook page. Well, you're a realtor. Your phone number is everywhere. everywhere. (laughs) There is no privacy when you're a realtor. That's right. So give us a call, 409-795-7826. 
or PMS, PM us through Facebook, the real, the black and white of real estate. So we're going to take the last nine or so minutes. We're going to do a shout out to our community corner. Awesome. So um, talked about earlier that I went to the um, event at the League City Regional Chamber of Commerce. That was really good. Uh, coming up, we have Special Olympics October 30th. They're doing this Breakfast of Champions, and it's a virtual. And Michelle said, you grab your what? Your cereal, and you go? That's it. What do you do? <laughs> How do you do that? You grab your cereal, and you go? Do you sit and watch it and eat? And we had, we had a board meeting the other day um, for the chamber, and Carl Joyner was supposed to bring breakfast to the meeting. Well, because of the storm, we did it virtually. And I wanted to say, well, is Carl going to come by the house and drop it <laughs> off or what? <laughs> <laughs> then I'm involved in this one, Galveston Professional Athletes. Um, this is Ball High. We talked about it last week. They've got the most pros who attended that school. That's right. Pro athletes. And they're having their golf classic October 9th. And that is at the Gal- Galveston Country Club, followed by a barbecue at Caddy Shack. And we're going to that. That's a great, mm-hmm. great place to have a, a golf tournament. So um, more information, go to Facebook, Galveston Professional Athletes, and all of it is there. I'm actually the, the webmaster for that group. Great. Or the Facebook master, whatever. It's a good group of people. Then Dickinson Chamber of Commerce, Saturday the 24th, they're having their regular market, farmer's market. Um, it's from 8 to 12. And you I can need get, to go to that. Mm-hmm, farmer's market. They have eggs, meat, veggies, honey. Honey maple, baked goods, you know, the usual. Uh, you can contact their website is ironmountainfarmersmarket.com. That's a long one. It is. Iron Market, Iron Mountain Farmers Market.com. That's a mouthful. Friendswood Chamber of Commerce. First time we we're talking about them. They're such a nice I know. group there. I, love I them. like those ladies. I love Carolyn, Diane, and Joanne. Yes. They have their general membership luncheon. It's Thursday, October 1, and it's from 1130 to 1, and it's at Ranchero, Ranchero Mexican Restaurant, so give them a call if you're interested. This is an in-person. They might take your your temperature, too. (laughs) Well, it's good that they're getting back out. Yeah. Usually, that's held at the Green Center. Well, the Green Center closed. Yes, ma'am. I I did not know Mm -hmm. that. That breaks my heart. Yeah. Yeah, see? It'll reopen. See, I'm in the know. I'm in the know, girl. Hey, I'm wrangling a herd of cats called realtors every day, so I I just get the scoop from you and go on. They also have Swing Into the Fall um, golf tournament. This is a Top Golf um, here in I Webster. Love yes. That is a fun place. October 8th. So check it out. Call the chamber. That's Friends with Chamber of Commerce. And then last for Friendswood, they have firing firing it up for families in need. This is a barbecue drive. It's a fundraiser. And that is October 18th. So again, it's sponsored by the Lions Club. And you can get information from Friendswood Chamber of Commerce. The next is Galveston Regional Chamber. They have their membership drive October 5th through the 9th. Then they have their 31st annual golf tournament. This is a fun one. Mm-hmm. October one 12th too. to the 16th. And then, of course, Lemonade Day. 
which is a fave. Those kiddos spread out all over Galveston County, and they have moved it across. When I said county, I really mean that. It's crossed the causeway now. Wow. Yes, and, and sometimes I get to drive, ride the lemonade bus. How fun. That is so much fun to see those kids. And They're when you, so excited. Yes, and when you ask them about their lemonade, they just tell you everything about and it. And you can tell which ones the kids really did mm-hmm. and which ones the parents mm-hmm. did. <laughs> It, that is just, that is amazing. It happens on October 24th. As I said, it's Galveston County wide and wide, and it's a Halloween theme. So dress up the oh, little ones. Fun. Yes. Yeah, because normally it's in May. So yes, that's really it was, cool it that was, they're um, taking advantage of this res- season. Reschedule yeah. with a Halloween theme. Um, continue Galveston Regional Chamber. They have their 13th annual women's conference, and this has had many changes. Brooke Shields mm-hmm. is the keynote. Um, it's going to be virtual, and I think they've moved it to virtual and live, depending on it's kind of a hybrid. Right. And that would be November 12th from 8.30 to 5 p.m. I think you and I talked about attending. Yeah, that's a good one. I Mm -hmm. love that. That is my favorite gal. It's always um, like the week of my birthday. And as you know, I celebrate my birthday the whole month. (laughs) Yeah, but it's in May. (laughs) Love, love that one. So they've got it going on there. League City um, Regional Chamber of Commerce. They're having Friday the 25th. They're having... Their mental health series, it's complimentary. It's a Zoom. Um, Take advantage of that. So go online and register and they'll send you the Zoom link. They also have the virtual job fair, which is on Thursday, October 1. I think we need to do that one for Mm -hmm. sure. I looked the other day and need to complete the application to participate. Yeah. Because we're looking for help at the office. Oh, good. Yeah, we're growing. Girl, I like that. We need to hire more people. Yeah, give me some more people to talk to. (laughs) Then I saw um, Janice Hallisey posted on Facebook that the holiday in the park after 22 years is being rescheduled for 2021 because wow. of COVID. First, yeah. first time. That's that, a heartbreaker. Yes. I saw that, that post definitely this morning. A so um, you can tell it was a heartbreaker because her, from oh, her. Oh, that's her baby. It, yeah. Absolutely. And Leak she City had a heavy comes heart. out in droves oh, I, that. The community yeah, looks I wrote, forward I in to the, it. The parade. The, the we've parade. yeah, we mm-hmm. you rode last year. We've yeah. ridden different times. Yeah, it's we like, sponsored. It's an awesome event. Yeah. So that is kind of sad. The After twenty in won't the, be the abundance same. of um, you know COVID and caution, right? Twenty two years, and we have have a reschedule, but it's coming back bigger and better in twenty one. It 21. will be. It gives us a lot of time yeah. to prepare for the next one. So I'm going to run through the rest. Um, Texas City Chamber of Commerce. They have their classic golf tournament October. Uh, September 30th to the 1st, this is a biggie. It's at Bayou Golf Course, and um, this is a huge, huge golf classic. Call the chamber to get involved. It's a great networking event. They really do bang-up job there. Then they have the Legislative Luncheon on October 8th at Doral Convention Center, and that's where it's the update from the state elected leaders, and I think... Randy, Larry, Greg, and Mays is in there. 
So that's a great event. Well, always well attended. We have some great representation. Yes. So. And that's Randy Weber, Larry Taylor, Greg Bo- Dr. Greg Bonin, and Mays. And then we have women in business telling their success stories. And then the last one that is near to my heart, because I'm leading this one, is the Young Professionals. Cool. We have a three-part series, Leading Without Titles, and that is October 21st, 1130 to 1. It's a hybrid uh, called the Chamber. That's mm-hmm. all I have, and that, that one is um, a hybrid. It's in-person and virtual as well. Lots of good stuff yeah. going on. That's yeah. what's so amazing about Galveston County. There really is something for everyone, and being in real estate here makes it's just exciting because you can you can help your clients find the place that fits their needs and mm-hmm. their lifestyle. Yeah. So, and, and that's what real estate is all about. It's, it's finding your lifestyle. Do you like the beach, the water, boating? That's what this show is all about. Well, we talked about our tagline, Welcome to Galveston County, where real living, living begins. begins. Yeah. And that's true. Yeah. So, with the time that we have left, if you have a question or a comment, Please connect with us. Real, uh, we can, you can connect with us through the Black and White of Real Estate Facebook page. Absolutely. Or you can call 409-795-7826, and I promise you someone will answer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what else, um, Michelle? We just want to say we hope everybody made it through this week yes. well without any floodwaters and uh, and. Just take care. Stay safe out there. It's been a crazy week. Yes. I want to say be kind, be loving, and paid forward. That's right. This is the black and white of real estate. Have a great day. 